All right. Good morning. Welcome. My name is Paul Lively. Welcome to the Lively Show. It is episode four. Uh, last episode, episode three, kind of sucked because Colin bailed. He was supposed to be my guest, so fuck Colin. Um, but when I first started thinking about the podcast, another person I really wanted to talk to because um, we've grown to become pretty close the past year with the pandemic and stuff is my friend Garrett. So today we have Garrett joining us. What up, Garrett? What's up, Paul? Hmm. Just a beautiful day. It is a very beautiful day. So, so Garrett shows up with big old fat cigars, so we're straight up cigaring it at 9 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't get fucking any better than that. Um, first thing I want to say, on the record, congratulations. Thank you. Four years. Yes. So, four years, no drinking, drugging, nothing? No drinking, drugging, nothing. Haven't been arrested <laughs> in four years. Haven't, uh... You know, haven't had to put the jumpsuit on, haven't had to do any of that stuff in four years. It's uh, it's unusual. That's impressive. For someone like me. That's impressive. <laughs> Fucking yeah. four years. That's awesome. I feel like we just met a year ago. Yeah, that's how I feel like when I think about it and I look back, it's like I feel like I just moved out to this area yesterday, but it also seems like forever ago. Where are you from? I am from uh, Haverty Grace, Maryland. Home of Cal Ripken, hon! Yeah. Well, I think he, he's Aberdeen, which is the next town over. But yeah, same thing. Wasn't he same. born there, though? Um, He might have been. Like, uh, like my Nana and Pa, my mom's parents, they were, uh, they're friends with his family. Like, they used to go out to dinner with his mom and all that stuff, you know, rest in peace. Um, Carl Senior. <clears throat> yeah, Cal, well, Mama pa- yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's Haverty Grace, Maryland, little, uh, historic town, just like Frederick, you know, there's, uh, there's revolutionary history there, um, General Lafayette, who, uh, was from the French Army, who helped us out, he's the one who named the town, stands for, uh, Harbor of Grace in French, um. He was also in Hamilton. Yeah. Because I'm gay and I like that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one. Played by Davy Davis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, the whole town um, burned down except for five buildings in the War of 1812. Uh, the British invaded up the Chesapeake Bay, and they crushed us. And, uh, you know, Civil War history. Um, there's a racetrack out there called the Graw. It was a famous horse track. Um, Al Capone used to come out there. There's uh, there's an old cannery building where apparently him and some other gangsters signed their names on the wall. Rumored that they killed a guy in this one building that's a restaurant now, and that place is supposed to be all super haunted. So, tons of history out there, but you know, now it's you know, just like any other town. You know, a lot. Like, yeah, I, I, I love history. <laughs> I'm like, I, what do I know about Frederick? Hmm. <laughs> Francis Scott yeah, Keys, Star Spangled <laughs> Banner, Minor League Baseball. I probably know more. Civil War shit happened here, but yeah. I don't know. Fire. There was a great flood of Frederick. Actually, I think there was a great flood of Frederick. That's why they made Carroll Creek. I mean, probably it floods so easily. Yesterday, two days ago, whatever. Yeah. We've had no fucking school for these kids for rain twice yeah. this year. It's wild. Bullshit. Actually, the other day when it when it stormed, I was up late and it was like it was like a whole hour, dude. The rain was just crashing against my window. I was like, Jesus. I got up Thursday because to go running, and I looked outside. and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gangster when it comes to running, but there's 
stupidity. Like, there's no point. There was yeah. no fucking point. I mean, it was raining so hard mm-hmm. that it was it was pooling. Not like, it was just pooling. Like, there was fucking water everywhere. So I was like, I'm going to wait. And then all the guys at work were bitching, it's going to rain all day. It was like gorgeous by 930. Yeah. Awesome. This weather is the best. Yeah, this is. The, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, kind of glad I uh, came out here when I did. You know, because this weather right now is just it's impeccable, and it's so good for fishing. Once you start getting them cold nights, dude, they call it the fall feed. Where do you fish? Um, you know, I don't have, give up your spots. I no, mean, not no, you no. Can't, can't do that. I'm not all crazy like that. I mean, I got some ponds that I go to in Middletown, and then, you know, I fish the Monocacy, and I fish I fish the Potomac a little bit, but it's been, ever since I moved out here, and it rained for that whole summer, mm-hmm. everybody says, you know, it's been screwed up, it hasn't been as good. I mean, I've caught a few out there, but I really want to get, um, there's musky out here, and I've never caught one of them, and I really want to catch one of them. They get, they get real big, and they're real crazy when you catch them. So do you just... Sit on the dock or lure or bank yeah, and go, just go? Or I go, I fish, you know, I fish lures and all that stuff. I'm not the guy who's throwing out, you know, a worm for sitting there for catfish and all that stuff. <laughs> I like to, like, actively fish because, I mean, I was never properly really diagnosed, but, you know, I have some sort of ADD, ADHD, some sort of I don't like to sit still for too long yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, I think that might be all of our problems a little bit. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, so. a lot of people I know... That I hang out with that don't do drugs or drink anymore are all fuck-ups. So yeah. there's something wrong with them in the head. So, uh, Well, let me not speak for other people. Yeah, right. I'll speak for myself. The shit that goes through my head on a daily basis is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. I hear you on that. I was just talking to my sister last night because my... Uh, my Ta- old- tattoo sister? No. She'll be out here today. Okay. My oldest sister and my niece... Uh, my oldest sister's a nurse. She's okay. She's a travel nurse. Mm-hmm. She's been going to, like, Jersey and Philly, and I'm like, I'm sorry for you that you have to do that. <laughs> but uh, they came out last night, and uh, we went up to uh, up to Gettysburg with okay. some friends and did a, a, a ghost tour up there. Toy, scary? Uh, not at all. It wasn't scary. <laughs> but, I mean, it was cool. Like I said, I love history. Like, that was the only thing in school that, like, really kept my attention. Everything else, I was like, no, y'all can keep this. I have, mm-hmm. no, I have no desire. I want to be outside, running around, doing whatever. But I always liked history, and uh, we went up there, and uh, I was talking to her about that, like, because I love, like, depraved history. Like, I love hearing about, like, doctors and insane asylums and the crazy shit they used to do to people and, like, the serial killers and the, you know, the gruesome war history. Like, up there last night, they were talking about how, like, there's this old school up there, and uh, there's these, you know, it's got the big, like, six-by-four windows. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, during the battle, they had busted all four of the front windows out because they were just chopping people's arms and legs off, and there was piles of arms and legs outside of these windows. And I was like, that is so fascinating to me. You know, like, and I like, I was wondering, like, what is it that makes, because there's a lot of people that are into that shit. Uh-huh. And, like, what is it that makes us fascinated by that, by just the gruesomeness and the depravity and the... The insanity and the, you know, the horror. Well, I think it's because it's almost like a movie. Like, we don't think it's real because it's not happening to you. But then you're like, fuck, this is real. Like, this is crazy shit. Yeah. Like. Well, like, I would much rather watch a documentary about, you know, John Wayne Gacy or the Night Stalker than I would, you know, 
a Michael Myers movie. I watch all of that shit. Yeah. If it's a documentary on something crazy, like the staircase, or stairwell with staircase, when the guy didn't kill his family, but he did. Um, well, when he threw him in the water tank? No, I saw that motherfucker too. That, that shit's... Okay, I have two kids. Yeah. I don't know how you kill kids. Ah, uh, yeah. I have nieces and nephews, and I don't get it either. Like, I, don't, I get killing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, you murdered your wife? Shocking, right? Like, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. But, like, I don't know how you couldn't, like, hurt a kid. We were at a fall festival yesterday, me and the boys, and this grandma, I don't know if she was a grandma, I don't know if she was running the bouncy house, but she was being a bitch. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I mean, PJ's got his issues, he's fucking all, right. all over the place. He's on a bounce house going up and down a slide, and I guess... There's no posted directions. There's nothing like that. But I guess this lady decided that she was the boss, like, yelled at PJ, like, you get off of there, but like a bitch. Yeah. And I was right there. Yeah. So I had to put a 75-year-old grandma in check. <laughs> Not being, I, I was just like, look, you don't need to yell at him like that. Yeah. Like, there's a way to talk to kids. You yeah. don't know. He's fucking a little different. He doesn't, he doesn't even know you're here, lady. Yeah. And you're yelling at him like he killed someone. He's like, Dad, what did I do? I'm like, nothing. She's a bitch. Yeah. I didn't say that. I said, nothing. She's having a rough day, buddy. You don't let grown-ups that you don't know yell at you like that. You go find me or mommy or something. But if a teacher or one of daddy's friends yells at you, you, you listen to them. But <laughs> random people, you don't listen to. Yeah. But it's like, I don't understand how you hurt kids. And like, he just dropped his kid in the water tower. And then acted like nothing. Yeah. Like, well... For a week or two weeks. My sister was telling me about the documentary on Netflix, and I like I looked his name up, and I had seen pictures of him before, but like, you can look at that guy, and see like something is incorrect in his makeup. Like, it's definitely true when they say like, when you look at somebody's eyes, you can see you the can see the crazy. Well, yeah. the the crazy the Night Stalker dude, he just looked fucking like crazy from the beginning. Yeah, I forget is it Ramirez. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. Yeah. yeah, he was just fucking, like, he looked like the fucking devil. Yeah, absolutely. And then did you see the one, I forget, on that hotel? No. There was, a, I don't know if it was a hotel or a condo or something like that where there was a dead body. Some Asian lady died and disappeared and they didn't know oh, how Jesus. she disappeared. You should go watch that one. I won't tell you what happens. But that's another one. They're like, this, this young Asian traveler it was like on skid row in la and that's where the building was and like they said it was haunted and weird yeah. shit always happened there and then it, it's it's i think it's netflix but that was another good one and i just started two days ago i'm watching two now at once <laughs> i'm watching amanda knox because okay. of rogan and then 9-11 the terror or something. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like the backstory of nine yeah. 11 that I honestly didn't know. Like I, it goes back to like Russia invading Afghanistan and the cold war and all that shit. And I literally didn't know anything about that. So we're watching that. Well, not we, me, Is Amanda Knox, the chick that was in prison for four years mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to watch that, that episode the other day. And I, uh, which, I started watching the Pat Pat David one instead. The, the new oh, that's one. good. That was good. Yeah, yeah like uh, he he's interesting. He questions a lot. Yeah, which that's yeah, a, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched like his actual stuff, mm -hmm. and he's had some very interesting people on. Like he had on uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Mm -hmm. He had on uh, John A. Light. You know, he's had on um, uh, 
Who do you have? That one, uh, that U.S. sniper who's got, like, uh, black guy. He's got, like, a bunch of confirmed kills and all that stuff. He's He has all kinds of different people and financial people. Right. He's had Jordan Peterson on, um, Gadsad, mm-hmm. you know. But So he's got some good stuff. But he's very, like, you could tell, like... You could tell he came in there kind of with a mission. Oh, he was he you know wanted I mean? to ask Joe questions. Yeah. He was going at it like, what are you going to do, Joe? What do you think your purpose is in this? Where are you going right, with life? Right, right. And Joe's like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I don't do that. Leave me alone. Like, you could yeah. tell he was ducking it quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Like, I've thought about that before. Like, all these things that go on, like, in our country, in the world, whatever. Like, everybody wants to be upset. And everybody's like, well, we need to talk about it. And I'm like... Yeah, but nobody does anything about it. At all. You know what I mean? Like, like with the Epstein shit. Yep. Like, it was this big thing for, like, what, two months or something if like that? that? If, if that. that. I mean, it, it was a big deal when he got arrested. Right. It was a big deal. Oh, God, we all knew. We all knew. We're not going to say anything. And then he's in jail. And then, like, a week later, he's dead. Right. But I mean, like, even after he's dead, people are like, oh, well, did he kill himself? Did he not kill himself? It's very... Obvious if you watch anything besides <laughs> the news. Probably didn't kill himself. He did not kill himself. <laughs> you know? But then, like, okay, so everybody's saying that, and then now there's nothing. Right. You know, nobody did anything about it. Nobody, oh. thought, you know, whatever. It's over. And just, like, everything else that comes about, you know? Like, uh, um, they were saying with the whole lab leak theory about the COVID, there's proof that Fauci lied about this and lied about that, and now yeah. nothing's happening. We you know? are... Instant gratification or instant right. dissatisfaction, and as soon as it's over, we're on to the next thing. We're yeah. like fu- we're like the ADD of the world. Yeah, like, it's like, like <laughs> oh, guess what? Uh, oh, look, a squirrel. There it goes. What happened? Um, did you know that the Redskins play today? No, they don't. They play tomorrow. Like, you, yeah. what? Yeah, it's, it's it's like social media. You're right. It's like social media has given everybody ADD. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, I, I think <laughs> it starts. Fuck that. It's Sesame Street's fault. Because they used to fuck with us showing us these little clips, these little educational clips for like 10 seconds of the count, right? That's our first viral video. Our videos are these little three-minute clips, and it's Sesame Street's fault, motherfuckers. (laughs) So they give us this short information where that's all the attention stand, and then we get to school. We can't – and then the internet happens. Yeah. Well, you're – you're what, 10 years younger than me? I will be, yeah, I'm 30. I'll be 31 in December. Okay. So you literally have had cell phones your whole life, pretty much. Uh, the technology was there. Like, I remember being a little kid and my aunt having, like, the the flip, like, the flip phone that was as big as mm-hmm. your iPhone mm-hmm. is. I remember her having one of those in the car. And then I remember... Like, the, I, like the Motorola one? Yeah. Like, like the gray the big, one? The okay. Big, yeah. Not the big box one. No, like, no, no, no. Not yeah. Zach Morris. No, not Zach Morris. But like, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it was a flip phone and it had like the curly antenna. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I remember that and the internet started in what, 94 or something? 96? Something like something that. Something like that. I mean, we had it in, like it was readily available to me by the time I got to college. Yeah. That was Napster and porn. Yeah. Which was pretty much all it was good for. Still all it's good for. Yeah, really. Videos and porn. <laughs> what else do you want? Yeah, but, uh, well, now you can shop, so that's That's true. You can, you can, and you can do it on your phone. You don't yeah. need a computer. Yeah, but I mean, the first, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 15, 14. But you had a cell phone in high school. Yeah, I had a cell phone in high okay. school. Yeah, and it's funny because 
my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up. Like, I lived with my mom mostly, and then on the weekends I was with my grandfather, and my dad would, you know, come by or whatever. And uh, the first cell phone that I ever got, it was a prepaid Virgin Mobile cell phone. And it was from my mom's gay friend, Jim, who stayed with us for a couple months in our basement. And he was like, here, I got a new one, blah, blah, blah. And Jim used to, like, smoke me up when I was a teenager and stuff. And he'd be like, don't tell your mother. <laughs> I'm like, don't fucking worry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm high. Leave me alone. Yeah. Actually, funny story. When I lost my virginity. Okay. That's, that's always a good way to start it's a story. A good, yeah. yeah. Um, I was 14. She was 18. She was a senior. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Great for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we're on the couch in my living room. <clears throat> and I see, then we had like these four, it's probably like as big as this doorway here, but it was just like four, like five foot windows that mm-hmm. were like all next to each other. So the whole front was open and we had like, you know, a veil curtain that you could yep, see yep, through. Yep, 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 yep. And I see brake lights. Fucking Jim. And I'm like, oh fuck. And then I see him get out of the car and I was like, son of a bitch, Jim's home. <laughs> and she like, faster than the speed of sound, is in the bathroom and then I, I wrap myself up in my blanket, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, you got to give me a second. And he's and his gay ass, he's like, hurry up. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, do you understand what a moment this is, Jim? You fuck. Right, you fucking ruined my moment, dude. <laughs> so, so now you got to think about a gay dude every time you think about the first time you had sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a funny ass story. Mm-hmm. Like, so she's you know hiding in the bathroom, doesn't want to come out. So like, I get her to come out. And he's like, oh, honey, it's fine. Don't be embarrassed, you know. And then he, um, you know, he was cool about it. You know, he smoked us up. He was, you know, it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, he fucking ruined it, dude. Fucking Jim. But he gave me my first cell phone. So, so you know, all in all, it was good. See, my dad worked at Radio Shack my whole adult life. So yeah. I always had new technology, but it was like Radio Shack technology. So it wasn't really... Oh, those of you that don't know, Radio Shack is a store <laughs> that used to be around where you could get gadgets and stuff and phones and shit. Um, you could go get transistors for I don't know what, and they had batteries for hearing aids and random weird shit. Radio Shack, Google it. RC cars. RC cars. Um, so my dad, like, the first phone I had, I was probably, I think we had a bag phone, but then we went to, like, Sprint came out with this PCS phone. It was weird. I had one of those. But I didn't have, like, a cell phone in college. Yeah. Like, one or two of my roommates did. We still had landline. And then I think I got my first cell phone. It was no, it was a Nextel. The yeah. beep, beep. Yeah, the chirp. The chirp. And that was... Hit me on the chirp, yo. That, I was probably in my early 20s for that. And then, actually, when I started working at Millennium, we are here at Millennium Studios. When I started at Millennium, I got a BlackBerry. And that was my first, like, smartphone. And then when I met some of my sober friends, they made fun of me because I still had a BlackBerry. Then I eventually went to iPhone, and it was like the 3 or 3S or something at that point. So, but yeah, we didn't we didn't have that technology at all where, like, we didn't have IM, like, when we were in high school. So, and we didn't have, I mean, obviously, we didn't have Facebook. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I've been in trouble. If we had texting... And videos, I would be still in jail. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that was probably good for me, too, because I was, like, for my age and my age group, I'm probably the least technologically aware person that there is. Like, I got rid of my Facebook. I didn't have a Facebook till I was 
22. Um, never had a MySpace. And, uh, you know, I don't have Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or any of that shit. You know, like... Just, just Bumble. <laughs> Grinder. Grinder, yeah, that's it. Grinder for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, like, people are always like, oh, you should get this and you should get that. I'm like, no. No, no, no. Because what I found was that, like, with just Facebook, mm-hmm. like... I would be at work, and, like, at my work, we go from site to site because we do service. So we go from site to site, and I would be in the truck. Jimmy would be driving, and I'd be in the passenger seat, and I'd be in the truck, and I'd be on Facebook. And then I would leave my phone in the truck, and then we'd do what we were doing. I'd get back in the truck, and that'd be the first thing I would do. Right. And then I was like, I just started seeing all all the politics and all the this and the that, and everybody wants to be a fucking activist, and... You know, from behind their phone screen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm not gaining anything from this. Like, I'm not gaining anything spiritually. I'm not gaining anything mentally. I'm not, I'm gaining nothing. Like, every once in a while you'll see a funny video. But that's it. See, see I, I understand that completely. But I've also, now that I'm old, <laughs> I, have, um, I have a different appreciation for social media. I think social media is awesome. When used properly. Correct. And I use social media for me. I don't give a fuck about what anyone else says, but I use it for basically Facebook right now for me, and most parents will know this, it's a fucking video slash picture photo album of your life with your kids. Right. So, And everyone posts what they want you to see. They're not going to post any bad shit. I'll tell you about the bad shit, but I'm not going to post my kid fucking crying because he didn't get to go to the fair or some shit like that because we all deal with (laughs) kids. They suck. But um, it's like I can go back to memories. And, like, I looked today before I came over here is that, uh, like, we did the fall festival yesterday where that bitch fucked with PJ. But we also had fun and played and got face paint and cotton candy. But six years ago, we went and, and, like, the videos of them six years ago, Brayden's a little funny guy. He looks all like a baby with his yeah. fat cheeks. And it's like, I can remember that now. So it's it's a constant little reminder of I don't have to forget moments. And they come up every year. So it's like I'm not going to forget about that fall festival when we were there with Ty and, and yeah. Alyssa and these little kids. And I'm like, oh, look at these guys. So So that's how I use it. And I use it a lot now for – just talking shit about running and yeah. getting in shape because it's it's changed and there's a lot of people out there that say hey keep posting keep talking and I'm sure some people are like I'm sick of fucking seeing Paul Rand today fuck him I don't care right it's not about it is about me because it's mine but if you don't like it don't fucking look at it yeah fuck you yeah and that's you know <laughs> I feel like people have forgotten so many of those old simple things like. Everybody wants to complain about, oh, you offended me, you did blah, 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 blah. Like, don't, don't listen, don't look, don't watch. It's a very simple solution to your problem. Well, and it's like everyone wants to be right. Yeah. And they want, like, okay, we'll just use this as an example. Certain people want you to be open-minded and accept everyone for who they are. They want you to be open-minded and, and be free to make these choices. But they don't want you to be open-minded to have your own opinion. Correct. So, like... You have to like what I like or you're wrong. Right. Which, no. There's two sides to every story. Like, I can tell you right now, my car's gray. Maybe you say, fuck you, it's red. I'm like, okay, 
If you say that's red, good for you. I don't give a shit. I know it's gray. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you over that. And that's where, like, politics are a fucking mess right now. Because oh, God. if you're, and we won't get too far into politics because yeah, I don't want to piss, I don't want to piss half of the world off. Yeah. <laughs> so half of the world thinks one thing, half of the world thinks another, according to politics, where most people are kind of in the middle, yeah. leaning one way or the other. All I'm saying is, people do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Mind your own business. Don't tell me what I have to do. Don't tell me what I have to think. And I won't tell you what you have to do or you have to think, and we'll be fine. Right. Until we can find a, a middle ground of a leader who can fucking somehow bring these two sides somewhat together, which I don't know if it's possible. I'm staying away from politics unless you really want to talk it. I really don't because, like you said, <laughs> if I do, I will piss a lot of people off because I have some unpopular uh, opinions and beliefs, but they're mine. So, like you said, you don't have to, you know, yep. whatever. yep. You know, and if you uh, if you have a strong argument to uh, change the way I view things, and you can show me, you know, valid proof and facts about that, I'm willing to change my opinion. Oh, I'm, I change my mind all the time. I'm always dumb. Yeah. Like I've been dumb my whole life. Yeah, me too. But I just I know what I know. Yeah. And if I don't know, I didn't like coffee. I never had coffee. Right. <laughs> Coffee's stupid. I don't want coffee. It's gross. Yeah. Then you start drinking coffee. I'm like, oh. It's all right. And now, like, I fucking love coffee. Yeah. What's changed? Just my opinion. Yeah. That's the same way that I am about, about these things oh, right these, here. These are amazing. Dude, like, <laughs> we were sitting in the cigar lounge the other day, and it was, like, five of us. And it was one of those moments of, like, holy shit, look at what my life has become, but, like, in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, before I thought cigars were just, like, you know, I just didn't understand the point of it. Like, you don't inhale. Like, I know you still get nicotine and all that stuff and whatever, but, like, I just didn't like the idea of it. And, honestly, the first one I smoked, I don't know if it was just a cheap cigar or whatever. It was given to me by somebody. I didn't like it. But then uh, the good old Pandy Wandy came through, mm -hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot to do. So, tall Jeff had gotten into smoking some cigars down at Quartermasters. So, we started going. And then, you know... I started, you know, checking out different ones, and the thing is, it's like, it's more than just smoking the cigar, you know, you go with your boys, you talk, you bullshit, <clears throat> you know, whatever, and it's just, it's a, it's relaxing. Absolutely. So the good news is, my wife won't listen to this, so um, I can <laughs> say this, like, I probably smoke, realistically, Maybe three cigars a week, maybe two, depending on the mood, depending on I'll sneak one, a little one in the truck on the way home because yeah. I don't really want to smoke too much in front of the kids because they're like fucking little sponges that want to do everything I do. So yeah, then they yeah, start yeah. finding lighters and lighting PJs, lighting fucking pretzels on fire, trying to smoke a cigar. <laughs> but um, last night I went over to Ty's to watch the fights. I smoked two cigars mm, back you know, to back. You got crazy. So he had Cubans. So he's like, do you want a Cuban? <laughs> sure. So we traded. I'm a big, I'll, I'll get you back on a cigar. Cause I'm a big fan of trading. Cause that's how you get to try different ones. Yeah. Show me what you like. Right. So I gave him a Padron cause those are my go-to. Um, and he gave me a Cuban and we had a Cuban. And then, so that was like the eight o'clock cigar was like that. And then for the fights, when we got to pay-per-view was like 10, I broke out that Mark Twain one, the same mm -hmm. one I had last week, or Tuesday night, and then I was, I fucking stunk so <laughs> bad. Like, four hours of cigar smoke, just 
fucking everywhere. And it was cold. We were outside. And it was just, I had a sweatshirt on and like warm-up pants. And when I got home, I took it off and I could literally smell like... Like, you know when you're at a campfire mm-hmm. and that, like, next morning you go smoke, goes, God damn, that stinks. Yeah. I guarantee, because I slept in Brayden's room, because I knew I was getting home late. So, Brayden slept with, her, with Sarah, so I could just come home not wake anyone up. And I just left my clothes right in front of his door. I guarantee, when I go home today, they're going to just fucking reek. But, oh well. Yeah, what can you do? The joys of being able to enjoy life. Right. It's, yeah. And that's part of, like... Like, never in all my years did I think that I'd be sitting in a fucking cigar lounge in Frederick with four of my friends smoking a cigar, talking about, you know, life and talking about, you know, dumb shit and and talking about, you know, the future and all that stuff. Like, I never thought that I was going to have a future, you know, like towards the end of my drinking and drugging career. I was looking at a pretty uh, decent prison sentence, <laughs> and, you know, my mindset at the time was, well, maybe this will be good for me. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's how that's how shitty my life was, and that's how much I had destroyed my life and my, uh, you know, my outlook at the future to where I was just like, maybe prison will be good. You well, know? that people get stuck in that fucking thing where prison is good. Yeah, it's it's a better place than they were. Yeah, at least they get meals and they get into the system and they they. That's why that you see it a lot. People that are institutionalized for a while end up institutionalized again because that's the life they want. They don't really know that, but that's it's like oh, yeah. I, this is easier. In here is easier than out there. And fucking sometimes I feel that way. Well, I mean, I went to county jail before. I never went to prison. Mm-hmm. But I went to county jail, and before I, you know, got sober, I was looking at prison. But you know, if you talk to like, I mean, for me in county jail, like it was, it was, it was good. Like you know, obviously the food's not great, but you can get commissary and whatever. And there's, you know, there's no women, but you know, you fucking get used to it and whatever and fucking. like it's you're protected right you know that's the thing like you're protected in there and like especially the jail i was in like you were in a dorm and you didn't go anywhere like there was no movement you know you didn't um like i was there for a 90 day stretch one time and one time some kid snuck some suboxone in right and that was it like there was no there was nothing like unless you were going to medical or going to church or something like that like you weren't going anywhere so it was very safe you know, all that stuff. And it's it's easy to function in there. And, like, even if you talk to, like, to Tall Jeff or you talk to, um, you know, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, um, they'll tell you, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's easy in there. Like, in prison, obviously, you got to worry about, like, you know, the gangs and, you know, you don't run up debts or anything like that. But, you know, all in all, if you talk to those guys, you're like, yeah, it's very easy to get used to. You can function in there, you know, like... I'll tell you, I went to weekends, and I did not get used to that shit. Yeah, that you won't get used to. It sucked, like, because you don't get enough time to get used to it. Right. So, like, and weekends when I went, a long time ago now, I guess it, I was, like, 2002? Yeah. 2001, somewhere around that was 21. I think it was 20. It was 2001, 2002. At Marcy's Choice in Frederick, you would go in Saturday morning and get out Sunday afternoon. 
That's it. You would go in at like eight o'clock Saturday morning, and they would let you out Sunday night at like five. Yeah, yeah. So it was weird because basically you're just fucking up my Friday night because I can't get fucked up on a Friday night and go to jail because when you go to jail for drinking and driving, normally they don't want you to be drunk when you showed up. So you That's had to get, correct. You had to figure out that perfect limit on Friday night of what you could drink. Because there's no way I'm not drinking Friday right. night when I'm 21, 22. Absolutely. But I can't get too drunk that like I'm going to fucking be drunk in the morning to go to jail for the next day. And then there's that Saturday of not drinking. But I learned real quick, like, there's people that are going to be there when you come back next weekend. And you're getting out at 5.30 and dinner's at like 4.45. You find, you want my dinner? And, like, you're fucking popular for, oh, you come back next week? I'm like, yeah, I got three more, four more. Yep, I'll be back. <laughs> right? They're like, okay, cool. And then you, like, I had one dude who I played spades with, and maybe he wanted to rape me or fuck me or kill me. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, he, like, it, it wasn't bad. And then Frederick's a small town, but it's funny when, like, you go to jail and you see friends. Hey, what's up? How you yeah. been? What? Fuck, that's not a good place to see people. But talking about, you were talking about life getting good and better. You got sober at 26, right? 26, yes. Okay. I got sober at 27. So we're kind of the same thing. Yeah. So if you fast forward 10 years, you're lucky to be where I am. Maybe. No, like, fuck it. <laughs> but, like, my, my point is life does get way better. Yeah. Like, as soon as you stop doing stupid shit and start trying to live life. And I'm saying we can still do stupid shit. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm, you know, we're idiots. Yeah, I'm a big, dumb idiot. We're, especially all the people we hang out. We're fucking dumb, but we have fun. And we just don't need to do that stuff. And then you start to build relationships. And then, like, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my mom. I love my family. I love my friends. I sometimes even love my job. Yeah. Like, I don't love work. Nobody, I don't think most people love work. But I get to go to work today. Yeah. Right? Not today because it's Sunday. But, like, tomorrow I'll go to work. And the worst thing that's going to happen to work is I got to work. Like, I got a good job. I make okay money. And I can support my family. And then I get off and I go home and I get to play with my kids and what like, what else is there? Who cares? Right, and that's and that's the other thing about you know if you want to talk about the social media culture like, everybody wants to talk about like, you know this is bad and that's bad and there shouldn't be billionaires and blah 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 blah. But it's really I think the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems we have is the consumerism of it all. Mm -hmm. But like that's that's the thing that like, you know you and I have been taught is that, and we get to see it is that. You know, all that bullshit, the Jordans and the iPhones and the Lamborghinis and the, you know, the $20 million baller mansions, like, yeah, that shit's cool, but at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen people that are, and not to say, yes, absolutely, money helps. <laughs> money helps. Money is nice to have. It's nice to be able to go and do the things that you want to do and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to pay for fucking gas to put in my car? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, you and I both have people that are very close to us that have had all that shit and still ended up miserable, still ended up fucking their life up because they weren't happy. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, it's funny. <clears throat> Before I went to rehab, my ex-girlfriend and my friend were like, all right, if you're going to rehab, let's go to Ocean City for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And, Makes uh, sense. Yeah, and my buddy brought some acid. Okay. So we split up the acid and we take the acid. And every I only did hallucinogenics like four times. I did mushrooms twice. 
and I did acid twice. Okay. And it definitely changes your your mindset. Like, it will open up doors in your mind that were not open before. Fuck yeah. And I remember... I wish we could do psychedelics in being sober. Yeah. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to either. But definitely, I, th- I've talked to people recently about it, like, you know... They talk about that whole that whole feeling you're talking about. Like, I, I did acid in high school a couple of times. Once or twice, tripped really hard. Yeah. Um, but not not near... I've done mushrooms, like, four times. And one time was fucking... Like, it opened... Okay, this is part mental, because I know how fucked up I am in my head. Yeah. And I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I was sitting outside of a house. I was in Clover... I could... I mean... It's so vivid to this day, and we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. I could drive to the house we were at, go exactly where I was, out back of this person's house, sitting there. There was no one around. And it's like fucking 11 o'clock midnight at night, and I hear every fucking word perfectly to Billie Jean. Like, every (laughs) fucking... And I'm like looking around for a car or a TV on. There's no one there. Half the people are drunk, fucked up, passed out, and then the other guy who's tripping with me, he starts moving. This house had a lot of ducks in the house, like yeah. the family liked ducks, so he started moving the ducks, and then I thought it was funny, and like so we, I started helping him, but like I heard a whole fucking Michael Jackson song, entire lyric, like Michael Jackson might have been having a fucking concert outside with me, yeah. but I couldn't find him. And then when we went in, we moved all the ducks into the living room to watch TV, and we put on the travel, the um, like moving the travel channel. Yeah. And then when she, the girl who came home, she said, "What the fuck is going on?" And we're fucking out of our mind on mushrooms. Like the ducks want to move. Yeah. And that's where, but but I think psychedelics take you to that place. And I did a lot of ecstasy in college, and that's also fucking weird. Yeah. Where like I tripped on ecstasy where I was hallucinating mm-hmm. and seeing shit like. It was Thanksgiving Eve in New York City. We were at a gay club called Twilo because my roommates loved house music. And the, this hot DJ, I don't know if it was like Eddie Baez or one of the like house, world-renowned house DJs was spinning at this club. And I'm fucking out of my mind. And I don't know if it was because we were in a gay club, but CeCe Pettison was singing that song, Finally. It's like, Finally! It's, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was live, like, singing that, but it was all techno house version. But I swear to God, what I saw was, like, gay initiation night, where these jack, <laughs> jack fucking dudes, like, meathead dudes, were taking these little skinny gay guys and, like, beating the fuck out of them, but then, like, making out with them. And I was paralyzed just sitting there watching, like, what the fuck is going on? Talk to my roommates. None of them saw that. That didn't happen at all. That, like they, I'm like, okay, so I hallucinated this whole fucking thing, and it scared the shit out of me. You've hallucinated a bunch of gay on gay violence? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So it was just, I guess because I was so uncomfortable at the time, yeah. being from Podunk Frederick. Right. I went to school in Boston, but I went to New York a lot with them because they lived in Long Island. We'd go to New York clubs all the time. Shout out Eric Lewandowski. What up, baby? I love you. You'll listen to this. But he would. we would go to all these clubs. We'd go to Twilo, which was a gay club. But then we'd go to the Tunnel, which was fucking amazing. The Tunnel was the opening scene to Belly. 
Okay. When they're in that bathroom, yeah. that's the tunnel. We went there. The limelight, which was a fucking church oh, that they turned into a that. club. And then we'd go to Sound Factory where the DJ was Jonathan Peters. He was another really big DJ. And we'd go to hear all this house music, techno, whatever you want to call it, and was just trip balls and have fun. Yeah. But it was a whole different lifestyle that I wasn't accustomed to. Yeah, and yeah. then I go there, I'm like, what the fuck is this world? Yeah. But it was cool. Well, yeah, but, like, so, so we go and we take this fucking acid or whatever. And at this point in my life, I, uh, I put away, I had a, a determination to stay away from the really hard shit. Um, but I was physically addicted to alcohol. So, I'm, uh, so we take the acid, whatever, we have a good time. And then it was like, I had this like moment of clarity. When we got back to the hotel, like sun was up by this time, like those are the worst. I had managed to, I had managed to get to a liquor store, and it was the the most menial tasks when you're tripping are the biggest challenge. Like I'm walking into this liquor store, and I'm like, oh Christ, I'm gonna have to talk to this guy at the counter and tell him what I need. And it was like I just like trying to figure out how to do that while I was trip was like the biggest task. But anyway, so I get I get what I need. I go back to the hotel. And I'm sitting there, and my ex is sitting next to me, and whatever, and I just had this moment of clarity of, like, you know, all that really matters is your people. Exactly. That's it. It's your your family, and your people that you consider family, whether they are or they aren't, which I have people that I consider family that I would consider more family than some of my real family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people can yep. say. Um, you know, and and since getting sober, that is one thing that I've completely found to be true. You know, like, the people around me, and, like, even, like, first coming in, like, you know, and, and getting sober and trying to, like, holy shit, am I going to stay sober and, like, all that stuff, like, the people that were there and, you know, were examples and that reached their hand out to me and, you know, gave me rides and bought me food and, you know, what, and included me and all that kind of, like, I would not be where I'm at today without those people, you know, and like, and being able to go and like, like being able to go up to Gettysburg last night, yep. like, yeah, it was just a stupid fucking haunted tour where you go and they talk to you about buildings and people that died and whatever and, you know, and all that's cool. Like I said, I love history. That shit fascinates me. But, like, to be able to do that is, like, things that, like, first of all, when I was getting fucked up, like, they had that shit in my hometown. Like, they had mm-hmm. gun stores because all the history and stuff. And I would look at those people and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's retarded. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but now I get it. Like, it's not so much about going on the ghost tour as it is being there with the people that you love and enjoying your time with them. And, like, like when I see all the shit in the world and everybody's so scared of everything and the chaos and the this and the that, it's like, what I have been given in my sobriety is the perspective of, for one, as you know, I can't, like, whatever's going to happen to me is going to happen to me. Like, everybody's worried about the coronavirus, and it's like, well, I got to drive back up 270. There could be some asshole out there who's already gotten drunk this morning that kills me, like, I can't worry about invisible things that may or may not kill me. You know, like, you can do what you want to do. You worry as much as you want, but, like, leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Like you were talking about earlier, like, I'll be okay. And, like, if it gets me, it gets me. Like, what the fuck ever. But, like, 
you know, I've been I've been able to 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 have the perspective today of like, you know, and and my first sponsor talks about it, and I've talked about it with my new sponsor and whatever. Like, what is a bad day really? Like, I was talking to Jimmy one day because I heard somebody complaining about a bunch of shit that didn't really seem like it needed to be complained about. And I was like, am I being judgmental? Like, am I wrong? And he was like, and I didn't like say to them, like, oh, shut the fuck up, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just, I brought it to him and I was like, am I wrong? Am I being judgmental? And he was like, no. He said, you know, people like us, we don't have bad days. We have selfish days. And I was like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And like, the perspective I'm able to hold today is like, in the grand scheme of things, coming from, you know, all the things that I put myself through and put my family through when I was out there drinking and getting high and, like, all the chaos and terror that I caused and the terrible feelings and the way that we feel about ourselves and, like, I don't feel like that anymore and I don't do those things anymore. I don't cause that pain and that suffering anymore in myself or in my family. So, like, what is really a bad day? At the end of the day, when I really sit back and think about it, like, yeah, shit happens that's bad and shit happens that sucks and will cause grief in my life and that will cause me to be sad and things like I just had to, you know, I just moved recently and like I was fucking sad for like two weeks, bro, like leading up to it. And I'm like, why am I feeling like this? And then like Brian and Amber, who I was living with, they went on vacation like it was like they went on vacation and that week after they got back was the last week we were going to be staying in our place. <clears throat> and they came back and, you know, they put the baby down. Um, you know, they had the baby last December and they went outside on the, on the deck and I picked the baby up and I got super emotional. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, this is why I'm sad. Right. Because I have a good thing in my life that is about to end and... That never used to happen to me, you know, and I finally am able to love something that doesn't do anything for me. You know, like the baby is just like, it's not my kid and he's just there and he cries and he eats and he shits and he plays around, but I love him. Well, here's what I've learned from perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, do I have bad days? No. I've had moments right. and it literally is just me being selfish or like. Nine times out of ten when I get mad, it's normally my wife or kids do something that I don't want them to do. But it's not it's, – it's because, I oh, they're not doing it my way. Right. Well, what the fuck? And, and I'm guilty, and I'm going to probably do it today. Yeah. Something's going to happen. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? In my brain, I try not to react all the time, but I, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. Right. So – Immediately, she knows. She's like, what? I'm like, nothing. She's like, what? I'm like, nothing. You didn't unload the dishwasher. That's what, woman? Like, it's, it's something like that. Like, you yeah. couldn't put that one fucking dish away? Yeah. I cleaned the dishes. But she's like, and then and, and I got to remember, she's home with the fucking kids all the time. The house is pretty much clean nine times out of ten. She does so much. And I look at the one little thing. Right. And I blow it up like I'm a fucking victim in my own house because you know what would make life easier, Garrett? Guess what? Just shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> Clean the dish and don't get pissed. Yeah. But I can't do that. I got to like stomp around like a fucking asshole. Like when you make your tea, put your tea bags in the trash can. Yeah. Don't leave them in your fucking cup in the sink. Like little shit like that. Like, and, and it bugs me 
for no reason. Right. And I'm using that as an example because that's one of the ones I've got over. Like, I know I didn't sound like it right then, but, like, I don't get mad about that anymore. I just pick up the tea bag, put it in the trash can. Because yeah. I've learned a lot now in life. And, and my boss, I love him. He's one of my best friends. And his philosophy is you are who you are. Most people don't change too much. Yeah. We've changed dramatically, but we're still you're still Garrett. Yeah. You're still pretty much probably mostly the same Garrett from 20 years ago with a lot of life experience of changing perspective. Yeah. But down to the core, we'll go to that soul word. Your soul is who you are. Yeah. If you've toxified it with drugs and alcohol for 10, 15 years and now you don't have it for four years, which is fucking awesome. But you you see that you're still who you are and, and that's what I've worked on with like not having bad days. Right. Like, and it's my favorite days are like, I mean, my favorite days are doing nothing after a run. There's nothing better than doing nothing to me. I love doing nothing, but that's how I get fat and lazy. Yeah. So if I don't push myself to do something, I can't. And then what's, what's cool and sucks. I love my life today. There's, there's not much more I would change except maybe, you talk about money. I would love to have a lot more money. Yeah. Just because I would love to have a lot more money. Yeah, I don't would. need it. I would too. But I would love to have a lot more money to be like, oh, you know what? Let's go to fucking Hawaii tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know, you, you budget, you plan to do things like that. But then there's like other little things that I get weird jealousies. So I've been sober for almost coming up on 14 years. But I have a different life than like early sobriety where it was awesome, where I have all these friends and all these things. And, and now I'm like, I, I appreciate the hangouts yeah. when we do those things at like Mike's house. Like I appreciate it because that was such a huge part of the beginning and I don't have that anymore. And like, like all you guys are all where I was 10 years ago and you're this close group and you guys hang out and you do all this fun stuff. And part of me misses that. But then part of me wouldn't, like, I'd much rather be where I'm at. But there's that, that balance of, like, man, that was fun. I remember going to meetings every fucking night and then going out to eat and the hang and the, the fun part about that where I don't do that anymore because yeah. my life's not at that point. I don't necessarily need that. I mean, I still yearn for it, yeah. but I don't need it the way I did in the beginning but it gave me that foundation where, like, I see you guys. I'm like, man, that's fucking, that's, I miss that. And I'm old now. Like, I don't know any of the cool kids. I don't know who's cool. I don't know these things. I'm just, I'm like, when I was new, I'm like that old fucking guy who's got 10 years. Mm -hmm. Look at that fucking guy. What's he doing? Oh, he's happy in life. Yeah. He's enjoying this thing. And that's what the biggest part about being selfish fucking douchebags that I was. Um... I didn't realize there was more to life than me. Right. And now I realize it's not about me at all. Absolutely. At fucking all. Well, and the thing is, too, like, I talk to people about it, too. Like, the boring life, like, my ideal day, my ideal day is, like, if I get to get up in the morning and go fishing, catch some fish, you know, come back, get something to eat that I probably shouldn't be eating, but I love to eat it anyway. Yep. Which is, you know, countless things. I like that. I like but, being fat. You know, yeah, and then, you know, getting to hang out with, you know, my friends and do what, what like, that is the best. Yes. 
You know, like, it doesn't, like, it really doesn't get any better than that. And, like, <clears throat> it's amazing how much satisfaction I'm able to derive out of what so many people would see as, like, a boring, you know, mediocre existence. You know, I think part of that, like I said, comes from how far down we took ourselves right. in life. of course. You know, but, like, but it's the best, dude. Like, and, and yeah, like... The things I'm doing right now, like, you know, like, I have that freedom to go. Like, if I want to go tonight and go to fucking Annapolis and do whatever the fuck, I can go. I can go to D. I can go wherever. But, you know, like, that's just, it's, yeah, that's the stages of life. And, like, you know, I want the things that you have. Mm -hmm. Like, I look forward to those things, having the wife and the family and the house and all that stuff. And I'm sure I'll probably look back and go, oh, look at those little fuckers over there. Absolutely. You know, whatever. You absolutely will. Because yeah, I'm like, sure fucking Doug was saying that shit about me 10 years. Look at right. this fucking asshole. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, we all go through that stage. Yeah. But it is, though, like, your perfect days. My perfect day and your perfect day are the exact same fucking perfect day. Yeah. I don't fish. Yeah. But mine would be wake up early, go for a run, go get something to eat, hang out with the family, have a nice family dinner, watch a football game if possible, or just, I like one hour mm -hmm. a day besides the run of just like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. So I'll, I'll play dad for that 10 hours of the day, and then when Sarah and I are time, time for bed, like, she does her thing for an hour, and I do my thing for an hour, and that's like, and then we come together as, as the family, and it's just, that would be a perfect day. Mm -hmm. Just and, and for me, like, enjoy it. Like, I grew up in the same town my whole life, mm -hmm. but I never felt like I had, like, a home. Like, whenever we would go somewhere, like, I didn't want to fucking go back. Right. And, like, now, part of the way that my life has changed is, like, if I go back home, like, yes, I want to go see my family and all that stuff. You know, my sisters and my nieces and nephews and, you know, my grandparents and, you know, all the people. <clears throat> but after, like, two or three days, I'm like... I want to fucking go home. Frederick's home. Like, I want to be home. Like, Frederick. Yeah, and, like, I find, like, I finally feel like I have a home. Like, I love it out here. Like, I'm fine. Like, I have a great life. And, like, like you were saying about, like, the dishes and shit and whatever. Like, like I was thinking about it the other day because I went from feeling super shitty and super out of touch and super ungrateful to feeling su super opposite, right. all those things, to... Then back to the other thing, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, we are the only... Fucked up. Yeah, like, our group of people is like... Like, we're so easily swayed by our own bullshit. And, like, it's so easy for me to get... Forget how good my life is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, where's my fucking raise at? You know, where's my this at? Where's my that at? It's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Four years is great. Yeah. However, you spent majority of your life being a piece of shit. Yeah. So you need to sit back and calm the fuck down. Right. You know. But but you, who's your boss? Uh, Mike Go. Jake. Give him a raise. <laughs> Give him a fucking raise. Hey, Greg Courtois, raise, bitch. We want more money. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, and then yeah, it's 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 not about money. It's about being okay with who you are. Correct. Right. And it's taken years, and I'm no, I'm not there. I'm yeah. not. I'm, there's still flaws. Yeah. And there's still gonna be flaws. But there has to be because yes. if there's not, then we have nothing to work on. There has, there's nothing to work towards. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, especially for people like us, if we accomplish everything, what's going to happen? We're going to go fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still. I can't have nothing to do. Like, the day, like whenever I, I will go home after work and I'll be like, I just don't want to do anything. And then I'll sit there for 20 minutes and unless I fall asleep, I'm like, I can't sit here. I got to go do something. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's the other thing. Like, I've realized that there's so many things that I think that I want that I probably don't even really want. You know? And you'll find out. Yeah. Like, oh. the only way to find out is, like, through just doing things. Just do it. The fucking experience. I think that's a good way to end today. Huh? I appreciate this. This was fun. Yes, I'm glad you had me out. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely do it again. Huh? Once I start knowing what I'm really doing, we'll get the technology set up so we actually have, like, like I don't know any technology either, like you were saying. I need to get a computer and a mic. And yeah. I, we'll figure it out. But um, that was awesome. We'll do it again. Um... I guess love the one that you love. Hug the ones you hug. We're out of here. All right. Love you. Holla. Love you, Bora. Oh, where's the button? I don't know where the button is. Shut it up. Where's the button? Bye, guys.